well. I'm Terrific. very full of waffle. <laughs> we just had waffles, folks. We did. Suck it. Be jealous. <sighs> Be jealous. We're having a we're having a, a oh a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Breakfast thing. It what is. is it? Wait. I should have had cereal, but, but yeah. you were fancier. I was fancier. Yeah. <laughs> I made waffles like a sucker. <laughs> um, who are you? I'm Mandy. Who are you? I'm Charlie. Great. And um, collectively, we are your humble conductors on today's ride. <laughs> What's the train that we're on? We're on the juiciest bits. Train. Podcast train. Podcast train. Yeah. Which do you like better, trains or podcasts? They're so different, you know? I like mm, them both. Mm, uh, the very diplomatic answer. You can listen to a podcast No trains are being train. offended. In that. You can. You, you cannot. Can. You can't listen to a train on a podcast. You, you can you, do that, you too. You can do yeah. that, too. So really, they go together so well. But. <laughs> I would say my experience of trains is worse than my experience of podcasts, though. Okay. I have beef with trains. Just trains in general. Oh, yes. No, the experience of riding on a train. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, they know what they did. <laughs> um, what's uh, our destination? Oh, yeah. We're carrying this all the way through. <laughs> um, an abandoned amusement park? Oh, so. damn. Uh, you jumped over the... <laughs> we did not rehearse it's, this. Spirited Away is our destination. We're talking about Spirited Away. It's also it's the journey and the destination. Yes. We're, we're talking about it, but we're also getting there. That's right. Uh, Spirited Away. Yeah. Miyazaki movie. Love it. Uh, for our third and final road trip movie. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So after spending the last couple episodes listing a million very legitimate possibilities sure. for road movie episodes, we decided to uh, stretch the already very thin category. <laughs> it's our category. We can do what we want with it. Uh, yeah. So we did a movie that is like... Extremely tangentially a road movie, I would say. Yeah, yeah. In the loosest sense of the word, a road movie. Like, there is a road in the movie. Mm -hmm. And, but that's what starts off this whole mess. So it's actually, it could be argued. Well, well, maybe, maybe. (laughs) That's, that's a wild conjecture, I would say. Um, (laughs) I think it's, the fact that they go off the road that makes things complicated and messy. Well, my my contention is, what is a road? Do train tracks count as a road? Because an mm. underwater train is very helpful. An underwater train is very helpful. And if life is a highway... <laughs> I do want to ride it all the way. <laughs> uh, so, Mandy, this was your recommendation. Was it? <laughs> this was your recommendation. <laughs> Um, yes. No, I have a clear memory. You being like, I know. (laughs) Well, you should know by now not to listen to anything. (laughs) Why did you suggest this one out of all the other much more likely options? (laughs) Well, first of all, I thought it would be cool to do an animated film. We haven't done an animated film yet. We have not. I also think, um, Spirited Away is the Miyazaki film that I've seen the most Mm. maybe Mm -hmm. and no i've seen it equal an equal number of times as i've seen kiki's delivery service really Um, which is one time (laughs) so (laughs) real expert here yeah um but i i think this one just stuck in my brain as one that 
you know, begins with a road trip, begins with yeah. a, a mm-hmm. shift in location to this mysterious place, mm-hmm. and it's it's all about trying to get back in a way, or trying to get something back that, that was lost. And I think that's mm-hmm. such a common trope mm-hmm. in road trip movies. And I think this movie um, handles a lot of things like like change and childhood and um, journeys even to be cheesy. I think it, mm-hmm. it handles it very interestingly. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair. Yeah. So I, I mostly wanted to roast you about this. Yeah, but, fair. But Why the- did you agree? <laughs> well, here's the thing. So like the more I thought about it within our classification of road movies, um, it does, does fit. Like mm-hmm. we've been talking more generally about like road movies as quests or journeys um and and specifically about like ones that have like sort of start out with a specific goal and then somewhere along the way that goal changes yeah and and the change often is arbitrary but it's like sort of created out of moving forward somehow yeah so the momentum itself is what like brings a divergence um and like we could get into this later but um, I really liked, yeah, how the movie starts with the end of a road trip. Yeah. Like, the family is nearing their destination. It's literally in sight. Yeah. And then they wander off-road and end up somewhere else entirely. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's that's really fun to me. I just love, I love the idea that, that, that we're, we, we come upon this at the, at the end moment. Or what the the characters think is the end, mm-hmm. and and then it's not the end, and something very unexpected and, and entirely other happens. Um, and whether or not they're able to even return and get back on track is another question. It is for later on. But yeah, so sneaky. So what do you think it is? <laughs> I love it. So what's your history with this movie? You said you've seen it all it, of once I before. I saw it all of once before, uh-huh. um, and I thought it was so charming. Uh-huh. Um, my oh, it's. I mean, let's just let's just say what no one else has ever said. <laughs> Miyazaki films are magical. They are magical, and um, my beloved sister-in-law Anna Marie, shout out to Anna Marie, loves Miyazaki and sort of got me uh, into thinking more about mm. Miyazaki and watching Miyazaki. And um, through my work, I've I've been exposed to bits and pieces of Miyazaki, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, like I think arriving at Miyazaki as an adult is something really special because while a lot of his films are for and about children, there's so much for non-children to get out of them too. Um, Yeah, and like things that I I would say I'm similar. Like I, I also came to these as an adult. I did not see any of these as a kid. Um... And I'm kind of, like, so curious what mm. it would be like to watch these as a child. Yeah. Because there's some horrifying things. Yeah. And also very unexpected things and complex things. Yeah. And I feel like there's a way in which, like, when you're a kid and you're watching something, like, a lot of the weirdness is almost normalized. Because your imagination yeah. is already so fucked. Like, when you're a kid, it's like... Like everything's chaos all the time. Yeah, but they also are grounded in things that kids deal with, mm-hmm. like loss and you know moving, moving to house. a new yeah. place, or you know as I'll as we'll get into later, like having to parent your parents. Yeah, and yeah, all of these things that the kids 
know about. We just like to tell ourselves they don't. Yeah. So yeah. I think Miyazaki films are so honest mm-hmm. and so um, so good at treating kids like little humans, humans who yeah. know what's up. Yeah. Or just maybe use magic to process it as opposed to, you know, alcohol and cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> hey, not speaking from personal experience. No, never. <laughs> Um, okay, other question. How did you watch this? Oh, good question. So I watched the English dubbed version. Oh, you did? Yes. And that's mostly so that I could... Um, I have a tendency to sort of... My mind wanders. Uh-huh. And so sometimes it's really tough for me to watch <laughs> movies with subtitles. I love them and yeah. I do watch them, but I thought for the... For our purposes, oh yeah, I should watch yeah. it in English. Did yeah. you watch the? I feel so relieved, like a burden lifted. Um, I also watched with a like I always watch Miyazaki with in, like the English dub cast. They're really good. This here's the thing. Okay, so I have a couple reasons because normally I hate dubbing in like live action movies mm-hmm. um, because it is just like so off putting and deeply unsettling for me to see like you know, a mouth move on screen and then have like something else entirely being said to me. <laughs> like it takes me so fully out of it and it colors the tone. So it's like, I'm just watching a, like a bunch of like weird ventriloquism mm-hmm. happening on screen. But with animated movies, I feel like it's a little bit of a different bar because usually animated mouths aren't exact anyways right yeah. so this, there's always a bit of the sort of like gum flapping you know <laughs> effect already yeah. so then to add you know dubbing on top of that isn't too much of a leap beyond um but then also the like english cast versions of these are so good they're so good and they have such good people like mark hamill and patrick stewart suzanne Plachette. Suzanne Plachette David in this Ogden one. David Ogden Steers. David Ogden Steers? Oh, Ooh, love. Like, amazing. Yeah. So why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? Truly. I will say, though, um, I, for this watch, I watched it with both um, English dubbing and subtitles. Oh. Um, and just to, like, compare them as it went on. Smart. Dude, it was like watching two movies at the same <gasps> time. It was bonkers. I was hearing... And what I was seeing were, like, often super different. And I'm not just talking, like, word choices. Interesting. Like, replace one word with another. Like, like the actual content of the two often diverged in, like, a really major way. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm so, like, you. there were examples of, like, I'm noticing that the, um, I guess one of the themes that sort of kept coming up was that, like, the, the subtitles sort of would lean heavier into, like... Chihiro's like need to work mm-hmm. and work harder and then the dubbed version would often soften it to make it like more I don't know gentle or appealing to North Americans who yeah, are like there children you go. shouldn't work <laughs> um, yeah so I mean just a good reminder that you know all translation is interpretation in some way yeah and that these movies have significant cultural differences that mm-hmm. are going to come through yeah, so so I think the dubbed version isn't actually like a translation; it's a retelling. Mm. And the subtitled version, again, didn't didn't check this, but I think the subtitled version might be a bit more of a direct translation. Okay. 
direct translation but like you know like uh like an, an yeah the story as it was told originally. Yeah, yeah yeah whereas yeah they might have like rewritten it for english audiences a bit mm-hmm. or that makes sense softened it or or yeah americanized it yeah so yeah very weird very weird very interesting uh you know what you know what time it is time of the month <laughs> time to describe this movie in four keywords or less yes Okay. Do it. So immediately I thought of moodiness, mm-hmm. um, especially given the first scene. Yeah. Um, where Chihiro is just like being a moody tween, like sad uh, that tweens. her flowers are dying and like sad about everything. Get over yourself, um, tweens. I think this movie has a lot to say about parents and parenting. Mm. Um, yeah, magic. Okay. Okay. And and um spirituality. Ooh, good ones. Yeah. So angst, parents, tweens and spirituality. Magic. And Magic spirituality. and spirituality. Okay. Um mine were food. Oh yeah. Because it's everywhere. Well, food slash like Consumption. Consumption, yeah, that's a good one. And not the like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the black lung pop. <laughs> um, commerce. Yeah. Because literally, I mean, it's like a bathhouse for spirits. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone paying for shit? Yeah. What's going on there? That's bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, naming. Yes. Names are real important here. Uh, and slime. Oh, yeah. There's so much slime. There's a lot. Everyone's slimy all the time. And we will talk about one of my favorite characters. (laughs) Okay. The stink stink spirit. spirit, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you have a spirit for stinkiness? That's amazing. I love it. That's why they need bathhouses. It's true. Spirits need baths too. Uh, May I do a quick summary? Please. It won't be quick. So, um,. This will take so years. Lied. I lied. Yeah. May I do a long summary? Please. See, that's what something no one wants. They're like, can I talk at you for a while? <laughs> oh, I guess. But it's really tricky because this movie doesn't have a clear or... Okay, just try and quickly summarize this movie. <sighs> and get into like a tiny bit more detail than... Girl and parents go to the spirit world, shenanigans happen, and they come back. Right. So on their way to moving to their new house, girl and parents go off-road, find an abandoned amusement park, Um, parents engage in gluttony, girl ends up having to rescue parents by getting a job. (laughs) 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 And cavorting with the spirit world. Cavorting with the spirit world. It's it's complicated, everyone. It okay. The ins and outs of this are <laughs> truly bonkers. Okay, I'll just I'll just do it. Yeah, thank you, thank okay. you for rescuing me. All right. So as we open, Chihiro, our hero, is sitting in the back seat of her family car as they drive to a new home in a new town. She's bummed that they're moving, and her parents keep saying insufferable parent shit like, "Your new school looks great. <laughs> <laughs> moving is an adventure. You'll love it. Just give this place a chance." So, like terrible. Ugh, in nearing, oh, they don't know. 
In nearing their new house, the family's car ends up on a dirt road next to some spirit shrines, and instead of just turning around and finding the actual road to their home, classic dad, TM, drives them into the forest, saying it'll all work out because the car is a four-wheel drive. (laughs) Deep in the forest, they run into an odd-looking building with an opening to a tunnel, and again, classic dad decides to get out for an explore. Mom is initially like, ugh, movers will be waiting for us, but is quickly talked out of it and joins him. Chihiro is a deeply anxious baby, though, and doesn't want this parentally enforced off-road fun time. But she also doesn't want to be left alone, so she grudgingly joins them as they all walk into the tunnel through what looks like a train waiting station and out on the other side where they can see weird buildings off in the distance. Just as Mom mentions how it's too bad they didn't bring their lunch to make a picnic, which is fair. Bring your lunch everywhere. 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 The world is your picnic. (laughs) Classic Dad smells food and heads off to the weird buildings to track down whatever is making that tantalizing aroma. Up close, there's no one around, but the buildings aren't dilapidated, and one of them is packed with delicious steaming food. So, of course, of course, of course, of course, course, classic dad and mom plop down and load their plates with food, saying they'll pay whoever runs this joint later on. Which, okay. Let's take a break here. I love to see a set of fun parents. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Being so casual on literally their moving day. Side note, would never. Moving Moving days are terrible. They are. Uh, Stopping for a bit of an explore and finding a restaurant off the beaten path. But to just like eat food from an abandoned area. Yeah, found food is Found food? Even if it's piping hot? Especially if it's piping hot. And no one's around. And no one's around? Absolutely not. No way. No, no, no. That's shenanigans. It's a trap. Mm -hmm. It is a trap. Uh, it's at this point that Chihiro starts looking less like a whiny drip and a bit more like someone who has to deal with her parents' shenanigans before. So while her parents make themselves very comfy eating that mystery food, she wanders off around town, sees a big bathhouse, a train, and surprise, a very hot, very mysterious and androgynous boy. Uh, (laughs) who tells her that she needs to get out of their stat. Sure enough, the sun is suddenly setting, so Chihiro runs back to where her parents were and finds that they've been turned into pigs. Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Classic so problem. This is this is like at the point at which if I was watching this as a child, I probably would have like lost my brain. <laughs> like it would have melted out of me. <laughs> Meanwhile, the restaurant street is coming alive with lights. Shadow creatures are like growing out of the ground, becoming more tangible as the sun sets. Also, water appears around them, so the restaurant street and the bathhouse are now, like, on an island. Um, Chihiro starts chanting, this is a dream, stop dreaming, disappear, and then realizes she is, in fact, like, disappearing. She's becoming translucent. Uh, Be careful what you wish for. Luckily, right then, the mysterious hot boy from earlier shows up (laughs) and tells Chihiro to eat a weird berry. If she doesn't, she'll disappear from this earth. Uh, and then as a fun chaser, he's like, um, oh yeah, and that weird bird lady that's flying over our heads is looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> so mystery boy, Haku, sends Chihiro to visit the old boiler man, Kamaji, telling her that the key to sticking around and saving her parents from everlasting pigdom, or I guess like more immediate bacondom, bacondom. <laughs> uh, is to get a job somewhere and that old Kamaji can help with that. Okay, let me just also say, that um, there are two characters in this film that are very important to me as gender role models. Yes. One of them being Kamaji. Uh-huh. How would you describe Kamaji for the folks at home? Kamaji is a, an elderly 
crotchety, bearded individual with several arms uh, and dark glasses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, heart of gold. but Heart of gold. Crunchy exterior. I mean, he's like a Spider-Man. Yeah. He's got, like, a lot of arms, but he also has, like, like man legs sticking yeah. out of his, like, torso. Yeah. So he can... Like legs do? Like legs do. <laughs> 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 Fuck you. surprising to me to see them because yeah, we spend yeah. most of the movie seeing him sitting down in like this little box where he just has like all of his spider arms popping yeah. out yeah and then at one point you see him like walking on those spider legs arms yeah. things and you see his like little tiny like man legs just like dangling oh yeah that's right that's so right. it's very it is it's, weird it's weird yeah. it is, it's weird you, you laughed <laughs> It was a surprise to me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> so, so Kamaji powers the boiler for this entire bathhouse, which seems tricky even if he has like a lot of weirdly extendable arms. And his assistants are living soot puffs. Yeah. They're cute. They're cute. That like eating star confetti um, and also help carry coal one block at a time into the furnace. Chihiro asks Kamaji for a job, and at first he's like, nah, get out of here, which, fair, it seems like he has a very delicate balancing act between his, like, many arms and his many little soot puff slaves. Um, So he bribes Lin, one of the bathhouse workers, with a roasted newt. Uh, So she'll take Chihiro up to see the old lady, who is the owner of the bathhouse, slash occasional bird woman, Yubaba. (laughs) On the journey up from the boiler to the penthouse suite, we encounter my other favorite character, Radish spirit. Yes. My boy who, <laughs> let's just say it, powerful trans mask energy. <laughs> powerful trans mask energy. It's so good. And I'm like consistently delighted by the details here. This radish spirit has nipples? Yeah, yeah, it's true. What radish spirit? Or like, yeah, radish? Yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> I have no words for how much I love it. Uh, so when Chihiro gets to Yubaba's office, she discovers that not only is Yubaba a terrifying shapeshifter and savvy entrepreneur, she also has a giant baby to coddle. Mm-hmm. All to say, she has no time for Chihiro's whining, but is still somehow obliged into giving her a job due to, like, I don't know, something that we don't know about, but she's like, gotta, gotta uphold my promises. Um, but as soon as Chihiro signs the work contract, like another big no-no when you're in from out of town. Yeah. Don't eat mystery food. Never sign magic contracts you've never seen before. Come on. This is like... Amateur hour. Yeah. Yeah. Magical time 101. <laughs> Yubaba snatches Chihiro's name clean off the page and tells Chihiro that her name is Sen now and sends her off to work with Lin cleaning bathtubs for the bathhouse guests. Because uh, you'd be shocked at how dirty a spirit uh, gets a bathtub. Mm-hmm. on break Haku takes Chihiro to see her parents in their pig pen which seems less like kindness and a little bit more like sadism <laughs> uh, and then tells her that they don't even remember being human so it's up to her to remember who they are which yikes yeah they look I mean it's impossible yeah no it's wild Haku also gives Chihiro some food that's safe to eat and her clothes with a card in the pocket reminding her that her name is Chihiro and not Sen because she's forgotten who she was after Yubaba took her name on the contract. They then have a very quick bummer of a chat about how the whole name it thing is a specific tactic by Yubaba, 
When she takes a name, the person forgets who they were before. And if they have no way of getting it back, they're stuck there forever. Which is a wild thing to just drop in the middle of this tender moment. The fact that every being who's working at this, like, spirit bathhouse has had their identity taken from them. Yeah. With no hope of getting it back or leaving work. Yeah. This is a children's movie. Or even remembering who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's horrifying. Chihiro goes back to work and is clearly terrible at everything. Also, she invites a mysterious being called No Face into the bathhouse um, that then starts following her around and doing things for her and, like, breathing weird. (laughs) When a stink spirit shows up at the bathhouse, Chihiro gives it a good extra scrub um, and pulls out a whole bunch of garbage from its disgusting form, and it turns out to be actually a river spirit. And thanks, the river spirit gives Chihiro a ball of something question we don't know what it is it's just like here's a ball for you yeah. of stuff uh and then flies off here's a ball of stuff. yubaba is just thrilled because she somehow knows that this river spirit is like loaded so that bill is getting paid um <laughs> and then at this point no face gets the idea that people will like it if it gives them gold still so, so it starts spreading gold from its hands um and then eating everything slash everyone in sight you know normal sad boy shenanigans type stuff yeah Yeah. while this chaos is happening haku flies up oh oh yeah he's also a drive-in by the way (laughs) in a paper bird swarm (laughs) and a lot of switcheroos happen but the long and short of it is yubaba has a twin sister who pretended to be a paper bird uh you know what it's fine (laughs) we'll just just accept that haku stole something from this other spirit and has to be saved by chihiro who gives him some of the river spirit's gift in order to heal him. She then also gives a very bloated no face, the rest of the river spirit's gift. Uh, so it can expel everything at eight, including people. Don't worry. They're fine. Um, <laughs> then Chihiro and no face take a cool train trip to visit Yubaba's twin sister, who is somehow back at home and they've got to go visit her. It's weird. Um, who turns out to actually be quite nice underneath it all, even if she can't help Chihiro or her parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haku then shows up at the sister's house to take Chihiro back to the bathhouse and as she flies on his back she remembers that he's a river spirit and gives him back his real name we're all very happy about it Uh, when they arrive at the bathhouse Yubaba is cool to Chihiro cool to let Chihiro's parents go if Chihiro can identify which pigs they are uh, which like seems like another trap and now Chihiro's like "Mm, none of the above and she's correct Haku walks her to the corporeal world, telling her that her parents are already waiting for her on the other side. Sure enough, mom and dad are waiting for Chihiro by the old train station building that they entered at the beginning. Um, And they seem to have no memory of what happened or they're just like fully blocking it. Like that that is a a fair response to. Yes, full disassociation. and they're berating Chihiro for wandering off when they should be at their new home by now. But, like, that's their fault. They wandered off. They did this yeah, to all to of them. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, and then when they get back to their car, they're shocked to see it buried in an overgrown forest covered in dust. Thinking someone's playing a trick on them, they drive away back down the dirt road. The end. <laughs> and, like, this is possibly the most ominous end for a child's enemy. It's also like, where's where are the movers? Where's their stuff? Yeah, does, like how does much everyone time think has they're passed? dead? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, like has it been days? Has it been years? Like, yeah. do they even have a home to go to anymore? Oh. What's happened? Like, yeah, like, oh my god. Yeah. So upsetting. Um 
I was thinking maybe we should just jump into talking about the like road trip connections right now and then go sure. into random thoughts. What do you think? Sure. Yeah. Because we're sort of ending on this like, yeah, like return of the road trip moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like what were your thoughts and connections on, on how this like more tangibly plays into road trip stuff? Well, I, I think as we saw with The Green Knight and Thelma and Louise, this movie involves a significant detour mm-hmm. um, and, and a, a, you know, slight change of plans at every turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, which, again, fits in with that, that trope of, of, you know, it's all about the journey and not mm-hmm. the destination. Because it's clearly about the journey. I mean, the destination, nobody seems all that concerned about the movers at the end or the house, right? They're just kind of back on their way and we don't see that's mm. the end of our, our glimpse into their world. Yeah. So this movie is about the journey and is about the, the detour specifically and how, um, yeah, like it, I mean, it's, it's also a metaphor in so many ways for, in what way? I mean, <laughs> well for capitalism for Mm -hmm. parents thinking they know best Mm -hmm. for um children having to having to grow up Mm -hmm. and um, kind of carry the mantle Mm -hmm. um yeah Hmm. yeah i i was more struck by how the the sort of like side quest that this movie becomes Mm. um is like so entirely disconnected from from sort of like the outer world that bookends it yeah um like so much more so than the green knight and thelma and louise yep. like those at least this is sort of like they're still within the like recognizable world they're just making different choices within it mm-hmm. whereas this is like oh no we've got like this whole shift in paradigm this like new sense of progression and momentum and logic mm-hmm. um fully separate from like sort of the main real life quest of moving house um finding a new home you know landing somewhere new and yeah so it it struck me that sort of like on this watch how almost irrelevant the sort of like outer world was to this Mm. like core like side quest that becomes the main thing yeah um and and particularly then also just like the way in which they're changed coming out of it like for the parents like if we're to take this at face value it's like nothing happened to them right like they don't have any memory of of this entire experience um the 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 sort of like bubble that this was has sort of like popped and like removed itself from their their consciousness and Shihiro is sort of the only one who well I mean has memory of it to start with um but then like sort of carries any part of it with her coming out of it Mm -hmm. but I don't know I was also looking at it this time and being like well but like does she actually change because of it either like she comes out of it she's still quite anxious She's, like, more clingy to her parents than ever, which mm-hmm. is, like, fair. But, like, that's not, like, she's not suddenly, like, this, like, confident, transformed person. Right. So it, it is 
I don't know, from like the outside kind of looks like this whole thing never happened almost. Mm. Or like, you know, this 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 pocket of time is is entirely disconnected from from the like physical world. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder, because I think you're right, like she is at least just as clingy, if not more, like just as anxious, if not more. They're carrying on yeah. as if nothing happened uh, at the end. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's more just the experience, which is neither good nor bad. Mm. Or it's, you know, it's, it's just a, a matter of something happening to you Yeah, um, that doesn't... Yeah, it's it's not really about transformation. I mean, it's about transformation for the parents, maybe, but they don't even remember that, so it's not formative. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's more a chance for Chihiro to to have to step up and save her parents instead of just purely relying on her parents for protection. But then, as soon as she has them back, mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's things are kind of all in their rightful place. Yeah, like the status quo resumes. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of the thing that I was teasing over in my mind at, um, you know, like, after this finished. Like, so, like, okay, usually there's sort of, sort of, like, a substantial transformation moment. There's, like, a, a like, you know, a eureka moment, or there's something that... <sighs> there's, like, a change. Mm-hmm. And whatever that change is, is sort of, like, forming the rest of what happens afterwards. Yeah. And and in this case, the change just seems, like, for itself. Like, it is contained within itself. Yeah, yeah. And there's no moral impetus for this. It's not like she has to learn a lesson of some kind, particularly. Right. It's not like she needs to do something... Unless it's for the spirits. Yeah, I was going to say, like, she, what she does for the spirits is she basically releases them. Like, it's, it's, but it's, so it's a journey or a a learning curve, not necessarily for her own betterment, but for the benefit of others. Oh, that's so interesting. So actually, like, the the traveler, Mm -hmm. the person on the, the trip is, is not actually, like, the the beneficiary right of the trip's experience yeah i mean maybe she is in so much as she can remember her relationship with haku and uh, you know all the friends she made along the way but sure and i mean at one point she asks haku if she'll ever see him again and he says yes Mm -hmm. so there's there's still a link yeah but yeah it's not um she doesn't really grow and change that much yeah, her parents change because of their own bad choices. Um, but then they're restored to their own. <laughs> yeah. The same old, same old. But yeah, the spirit, Haku in particular is, is Haku changed. is probably the yeah. one who is most, most changed because mm-hmm. he's freed. Um, he's able to remember his true name, his true identity. Um, and I guess sort of like secondarily, it would be no face. Who is like sort of like this sort of like mysterious being mm-hmm. that is sort of seeking connection. And the stink monster. And the stink or the monster. Stink yeah, yeah, that's right. Because she's the one who notices this kind of thorn like thing. Mm. No 
nobody else does. Right. Everyone else is so grossed out by it. Yeah. And she pulls it out and helps him to thrive. Yeah. He's glowing by the end of it. Yeah. Which is great. Doing great. Living, laughing, loving. <laughs> yeah. I also think it's really interesting to think about a, like a, a, a shared experience that turns out to actually not be shared. Mm. Um, like Shihiro goes to this spirit world with her parents and and then the fact that they don't remember anything about it mm-hmm. um is also yeah like a like a very oddly isolating um moment and yeah i don't i don't quite know what to do with it but that was also a thing that that, that struck me on this watch was how this this is sort of like a community experience um but in the end she ends up sort of like almost more isolated mhm um in her relationships like she does a lot of work when she's there to sort of like bridge and make connections mm-hmm. um but then once she's out of it 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 like is almost worse yeah yeah well and i i think um i'm not sure if there is a direct japanese connection to this but mm. i was really struck at the end when haku when she's leaving he says don't look back so we get that sort of Orpheus Eurydice, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't look back at the underworld. Yeah. Or, um, you know, there's a Bible story. I was going to say about, a biblical yeah, connection, yeah, Lot's biblical wife. Connection yeah. Too. So presumably there's also a Japanese folklore connection, but, yeah. but it's like, yeah, you cannot take this with you. You can't even look back in, yeah. in, you know, acknowledgement that it happened. Right. Yes. Oh my God. Such a good point. Yeah, and like how how devastating that that is to have such a like major experience and then have it sort of rendered inaccessible mm-hmm. to you. Like even in something like Thelma and Louise, like they at least have each other. Yeah. Um, and and the Green Knight, like Gowan has the Green Knight. Like yeah. they're sort of like those two, like who have shared this and, and yeah. have some sort of like mutual understanding. There's validation. Shinuro uh-huh. has no validation when she leaves. None. Yeah. Yeah. So all of her like companions and travel buddies are, are useless. <laughs> yeah. And the people who got to know her for who she is and the people, you know, like people who saw the best who of saw her. The best of her. Yeah. Yeah. That would be devastating. Oh my God. Yeah. Brutal. This is a children's movie. <laughs> Why is it such a bummer? It's also very beautiful. It is. Um, okay. Do you want to move on to talking about other other themes that sure. you had in mind? What what yeah. were things that stood out to you? So I was really struck by, um, kind of from the start, the parents' entitlement and how, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of feel like it's their right to go where they want to go and eat what they want to eat, and yeah. turning them into pigs. These these sort of like nameless faceless things that are consumed mm-hmm. is just such a that consume and are consumed that consume and are consumed is such a such a loose metaphor for consumer culture and just how we turn into mm-hmm. what we consume because we just can't get enough we can't mm-hmm. satiate ourselves and the fact that this bathhouse even is a business for spirits and you know there mm-hmm. is a bottom line and for Yubaba there's a bottom line and yeah. owning people and taking away their identities 
Um, it's built on just, exploitation. Yeah, the it's spirit. Built, it's completely built on exploitation. spirit capitalism. Um, so I, I thought about that and I thought about how as a kind of dovetailing with that is the need for Chihiro to rescue her parents because mm. she does not buy into, you know, free mystery food on the side of the yeah. road. Um, and so because she resists that, it becomes her responsibility to start saving everyone um, and how unfair that is to put that on a child and to, to put parents' entitlement at, at the cost of their child's well-being. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's, and it's a common thing, mm-hmm. right? We do, like, we do exploit children and we do mm-hmm. um, tend not to think about how we're, them as separate beings apart from their parents yeah and, and how our how our greed and want ex- oppress other people yeah who do you know uh, what we our consumption is it requires the oppression of others mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and taking what we are not entitled to yeah well so so this was the connection that that i felt I wanted to explore a bit more was the the sort of like consumption and greed um and how wild it is that the spirit world is like built on yeah like exploitation and commerce yeah um in like this really really tangible way of like yeah you pay gold to get a spirit bath mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's how it works no one gets in for free um and then and like and like if you're a richer spirit you get better treatment mm-hmm. um if you're like a poor spirit like the stink the stink spirit they at first they're like oh that dude can't even pay like don't even let him in yeah um so you can get turned away but then the connection between like the physical world and how no these spirits are actually like absorbing like in in very in very clear ways um very specific ways the way in which like the physical world is is now like entirely structured around the same things so so like the stink spirit Mm -hmm. is a river spirit that like the river has been loaded with shit Mm -hmm. and so it is just like this disgusting ass river because it has been loaded with garbage yeah and and so the the freeing of that is the removal of all of the pollution and garbage in it um to make it you know like a beautiful dragon again that the child has to then clean up that the child has (laughs) then like yeah yeah um and that everyone else is like oh it's not worth it stop doing that you're giving it the best stuff don't do it yeah yeah um don't give it more clean water (laughs) yeah don't don't take that thorn out of its side <laughs> yeah it's not paying for that it's not, that's that's extra um it's, it's very much like how you appear is what you're worth mm-hmm. yeah which then is very interesting because all the like business around naming versus like appearance mm-hmm. and and how yubaba like doesn't realize that her like precious baby has been replaced yeah at one point they're like oh the like thing most precious to you has been stolen and you didn't even notice and her first instinct is to look at the pile of gold next to her mm-hmm. and then she looks over at the baby and then she's like oh shit and sort of like like waves away the glamour or whatever 
and sees that it's like the weird bobbing heads. Yeah. <laughs> Instead. But like, yeah. So even for someone like her who like deals in identity theft and, and using like people's names against them as sort of like the true, the true way of holding on to something. Even she is fooled into using like appearance yeah. as the only way of of navigating. Yeah, which is so interesting too. When No Face, you know, No Face is giving away all this gold, and later it just turns into sludge, sludge. again. Yeah, like it's not real. It's just so much sludge, ephemeral. Yeah, yeah. It like so so all of these people. Yeah, so 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 it is this like the surface of the thing that is most easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's also the thing that's like most relied on even by people who know better. Yeah. Um so yeah, like interesting intersection between <laughs> environmentalism and capitalism and, you know, like our most essential selves essentially yeah yeah and and just how how easy it is to just forget who you are in favor of consumption just making it through the day getting through another day's work yeah just putting it up putting up with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh devastating (laughs) (laughs) have a mental breakdown right now (laughs) Well, and also conversely, the that the way you treat something and like, so it goes both ways. The, the, the naming thing, you can use it both as a damaging tool, as a way of exploitation and control, um, removing someone's autonomy from them. But then it can also be a way of like making someone better. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking how in the end, like when when Chihiro goes to visit Yubaba's sister, Zanuba? Zaniba. Um, she, it's too similar. You can't have twin names that are basically identical. Come on. That's just <laughs> cheating. They already look identical. Come on. Um, I'm going to call her Joe. <laughs> Anyways, go visit, goes to visit the sister. The sister turns out to be much nicer than Yubaba and... Um, tells um chihiro oh call me granny Mm -hmm. and then when chihiro goes back to yubaba she also calls yubaba granny right and and there's sort of this moment of like awakening for for yubaba Mm -hmm. right after where she's like what did you call me like there's there's sort of like a like a redemption for her in having this more like loving familial like connection made simply in the process of naming. Mm-hmm. And and that to me that goes hand in hand with chosen family as well, and mm-hmm. and you know selecting those people that you feel um, a connection to, mm-hmm. even if you know the the road to relationship has been rocky. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No. You're. I like. I choose to be in relationship with this person regardless of like what they've done like I choose to love this person mm-hmm. um this this is this is something that I'm agreeing to rather than being like forced into yeah or or something that's just sort of happened to me um it's a way of reclaiming autonomy and mm-hmm. and 
building community at the same time. Yeah. 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 I think one more thing I want to say just kind of in that vein is how interesting the concept of labor is in this movie because as Haku says the key to Chihiro being able to rescue her parents is her being able to get a job and this small child has to beg several people to give her a job even though like she's worked to the bone when she gets a job like there's work for her to do Mm -hmm. but oh yeah everyone's very busy but the fact that the key to to rescuing your overly consumptive parents is child labor (laughs) i think is very interesting and i it, it might i i would love to know about um maybe some cultural differences that i'm not aware of um, but I'm pretty sure it's not a normal thing for little kids to get jobs in Japan. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's I just I think found, it's a larger cultural commentary. <laughs> yeah, I, I just found it so interesting that that the backbone of this rescue strategy is labor mm-hmm. and and having to um, Chihiro having to not only get a job but beg for a job beg for a job and then also like consistently have to like prove herself yeah because then there's also all these adults that she's working with that are like oh you're an idiot you don't know how to like scrub a bathtub like what's yeah. what's wrong you with don't you? know how to scrub a spirit bathtub <laughs> what <laughs> it's just like, this is so they're constantly being like, you're the worst. <laughs> and employees have to pay to do their jobs as well. Mm-hmm. Which is very wild to me. Yeah. Like, they have to get these tokens in order to run water for the, the baths. Yeah. And at one point, No Face gives Chihiro... A whole, like, a whole bunch of bath a tokens. A whole bunch of these tokens. Even though she, she says no, just like she says no to the gold. Mm-hmm. But it's like, No Face is... He, they know, like... Mm-hmm. You're gonna need these, um, and she uses them to to wash the stink spirits. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's so. It's just so unlike anything that I know. Mm-hmm. Just having to not only beg for a job, but then to pay for the privilege of working. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it is like it is it is, it is wild to think about, and and to think about like, your entire life being this. Like you don't you don't leave the bathhouse. Like all the other workers sleep there during the day, yep. eat there, and work all night. And that's the life. And that's like sort of, you know, an indefinite thing. Like it's not unrealistic to think that they're just like there as long as the spirits are there for, which is forever. Yeah. Um so yeah, this sort of like indentured servitude. I was just going to say, it's indentured servitude. Yeah. Yeah. And what's also weird to me is that Chihiro is clearly the only human. Right. So that also made me wonder where these other, like, laborers come from. Mm -hmm. And if they're, like, spirits that have lost their way or something else or, like, humans that have sort of been there so long they've lost the stink of humanness on them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like what 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 they originate from yeah because i know some of them are referred to as as frogs even though they look kind of like 
I mean, there are also frogs. There are frogs, but there are also humans who kind of look like they may once have been frogs. Oh, yes. <laughs> or like entities that look like people who may once have been frogs. Um, so, yeah, I think it is this sort of real... Mash them up. Mash them up of, of <laughs> yeah, of, of creatures, entities. Um, Love the frog representation. Let me so just say. Much fro- the powerful frogs. frogs. The frogs are so funny. Good work, yeah. frogs. Way to get in there. Um, what did you think about the ghost train? Oh, I loved the ghost train. Um, tell me, tell me what your thoughts on the ghost train and all of the weird like shades that were there. What do you what do you have a do you have a theory on what what that was? I mean, I honestly no. I was mostly just really thrilled by the idea of of taking a water train, a water train? all the way to Swamp Bottom. And hey, yeah. <laughs> um, and just the the sort of I love that she that Chihiro invites No Face mm-hmm. to come with her, and that they are able to sort of overcome the awkward No mm-hmm. Face eating everyone situation. <laughs> I mean, it like returned everyone eventually. Yeah, well, it, it just to me that was just such a nice time of separation from mm-hmm. you know Ibaba and the bathhouse the chaos and, the the chaos, bathhouse. Yeah. and it just gave them a chance to bond and to to sort of see the world from a different perspective and Chihiro sort of parents no face definitely yeah she's like sit here try not to you know don't make trouble yeah, yeah, yeah don't touch yeah. anything <laughs> don't like the walls yeah <laughs> you know uh, everyday commands normal stuff yeah um yeah, yeah. So she she becomes parent to this this thing, and also to like the transformed baby. That's right. And, yeah. Okay. This is a question I had mm-hmm. that I got very confused. Um, when that weird wait, what is that like weird bug thing? Because I thought the bug was Yubaba, yeah, transformed, but then Yubaba was back at the thing again. I, yeah. Who who was that? I don't know. It was another bird face lady. But not Zaniba. But not Zaniba, because Zaniba was they, also there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was very confused. But the baby is definitely that hamster thing. Baby is definitely the weird mouse hamster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, it doesn't turn back at the end. So we That's don't know. right. So there's, there's just like this mysterious other entity. Maybe it's the, a triplet. Oh. That we don't know about. Maybe. Maybe. Those triplets get everywhere. They get everywhere. Uh, yeah, they're like sand. They get in your butt. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I think, yeah, the, the, train, the train trip was particularly very magical for me. I actually rewound it this time watching it and just, like, wanted to, like, you know, soak it in. Oh, Oof. I love it. It was so beautiful. And just the concept of this train, like, riding on water. Yeah. Oh, visually beautiful, stunning. Mm-hmm. And then these weird sort of like, like train stops where yeah. like other ghosts sort of get off and on and they look more human. Yeah. So it also feels like this train is this liminal space between, you know, the, the corporeal world and the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I had questions about that too. Yeah. And I, I love too. I just remembered when she gets on the train we see this large conductor with no head. The, the mm-hmm. frame cuts the conductor's head off. Um, but she, Not actually. We just don't see it. We just don't see it. 
she gives the conductor her ticket and then she kind of turns to no face and she's like can he come too or something like that and the conductor just moves aside like mm-hmm. she's just like oh he's coming too and mm-hmm. and that's just fine it's not like well you don't have a ticket even though um like she's using this ticket that um oh yeah Kamiji um, Kamiji has has been saving for 40 years 40 years he just gives her this ticket yeah um but then it's like she wants to bring a plus one and it's no big deal it's very weird <laughs> it's very but it's also like yeah. they were like this train is now only one way and it used to be round trip which is like how does the train <laughs> what does how? the train disappear how? and then where yeah. hmm. interesting interesting idea fascinating yeah <sighs> love it yeah um do you, okay I just wanted to throw in one quick thing about why there was oil always on. Do you know why? No. Okay. So, so that is actually like the word for bathhouse is actually is like when you break it down, it means like oil store or like, like, like store for oil or something like that. Interesting. Because they use like all the oils in the bath itself. Okay. So that was like, um, yeah, like sort of like shorthand for essentially like oh, bathhouse or amazing. like come come get clean here. Oh, I um, was wondering because like, I was wanting to make <laughs> something big of like like tying it into like yeah. capitalism. I was like, oh yeah, like fossil fuels, do 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 do. But yeah. it isn't. But it isn't like that at all. Although I was on Reddit for a bit. <laughs> oh no, I was like <laughs> oil, <laughs> and someone had posted that. Um, so they're like this, they had provided this explanation, and then sure. there were like responses to it being like, "Oh, that makes so much more sense than whatever happens." But it also drew my attention to how like weird the translation thing again mm-hmm. is, because someone had posted that the Spanish version on Netflix they must have translated it from the English subtitles and not from the original oh. Japanese. So we've got another sort of like several layers of remove. Interesting. Because they were like um, they ended up writing petroleo. <laughs> So it's like this weird game of telephone. Which doesn't even mean aromatic oils. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. so it keeps getting sort of like weirder and weirder. Wow. Yeah. 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 I was just like, so I want to know, I want like, wish I knew Japanese so I could figure out what, yeah. what the business actually is in this movie. Yeah. So, so because you did watch the the subtitled version as well mm-hmm. well simultaneously simultaneously with the, with the simultaneously yeah what really stands out to you about the, the divergences of the story um so a couple things one was that um when sen is renamed um one version and i can't remember which does this but one version keeps calling her Chihiro oh. rather than Sen. It might have been the subtitles. Um, so then there's this weird separation of hearing hearing sort of her new identity while we get this undercurrent of her like original identity. Mm-hmm. And I think those do do very different things, obviously, if we're dealing with a movie that that is primarily fixated on the question of identity and and you know control and all of that um and then yeah the other the other sort of like big sort of theme standout was was around the labor piece about how um there was just um 
a much tighter focus, I think, in the subtitled version than in the dub version of of how important it is that Chihiro um, does her work and does it well mm. and and sort of like is able to keep on task um, in a way that's like very different from the dubbed version that's all, much more sort of concerned with her well-being mm. um, and and particularly like emotional well-being and sort of like wanting to soothe her um, and sort of like validate her in a way that the subtitled version like is not at all interested in. Okay. So it is more about like her being sort of commodity or mm-hmm. okay. much more. Well, that's really interesting because I just looked up Sen, uh-huh. what Sen means. So there's the name Sen, which according to Wiktionary um, means lots of research here. Magical forest elf with long life or okay. lotus flower. Okay. But a sen is also a unit of Japanese currency. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god! Like a like hundred sen make a yen. It's like a penny. Whoa. Yeah. So so there is that double sort of oh, like she is in the spirit shit. world now. She has this magical elf name. Also, she is a unit of currency. Whoa. So that yeah. It kind of straddles both versions of Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh, terrible. Naming a child money. <laughs> I mean, we call people penny. <laughs> people are named penny. You may. I don't. <laughs> I have never named anyone Penny. <laughs> have you called anyone Penny? No, I just know that people are named Penny. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. I've never seen it. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> uh, do you have anything more before we move on to moments of joy? Or should we just jump in? Let's let's jump in. I don't oh. think I have anything else. Oh my god. What, are, what were your moments of joy? Well, first, I liked those little bouncing head guys. And they're just sort of like... <laughs> so they're like pets. I guess, but then there are pets that try to fool you, Baba, <laughs> by being her baby. <laughs> they're so weird. <laughs> yeah, so uh, those they're just, so great. they brought me a lot of joy, because mm-hmm. they're just these green heads with, like, mustaches and yeah. stuff. <laughs> um, I also enjoyed the giant baby whose outfit has no back. Yeah. So it's just, like, a baby wearing an apron. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing that made me laugh out loud is when they're first going... They're, they're kind of first on this dirt road and they're getting out of the car and the dad is like, it's just an abandoned theme park. And I'm like, just an abandoned theme park? Like, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> run away immediately. Like, I would for sure watch a horror movie about an abandoned theme park. I wouldn't be like, come on, child, let's go walk through let's this abandoned theme this. park and yeah. eat the let's random food. Let's have a food. picnic here. Yeah. Oh my God. So it's it's nothing. It's just an abandoned theme park. There was a lot of like the dad being like sort of answering a fear with like a thing that seemed entirely oh, something distant. worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, this dad is out to lunch. He does not know what is going on. Yeah, he's he's not great. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. Um, so I had. Several also moments of joy. Obviously, Radish Spirit sure. uh, was super great. Bobbing Head, super great. Um, the fact that they called the Stinky Spirit an extra large stinker. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fact that um, Kamiji is able to bribe Lin into taking uh, Chihiro up by giving her a roasted newt on a stick. Right. And then this is pr- like, like, <laughs> she's like, this is my granddaughter. Here's a roasted newt. <laughs> who, who could do that? It's a great, yeah, misdirect, loved it. Um, I also loved that Yubaba's door knocker is her face yeah. and it like insults guests even before they walk in the door. Yeah. So she's like, you're good for nothing. Get out of here. All right, come in. <laughs> It's a powerful thing. I want that for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that also the moment when Yubaba goes to Big Baby, in, who's buried under a bunch of pillows, sure. and like specifically like wakes wakes him up to to like kiss him on the forehead, and then is like, "Go back to sleep." It's like, "Oh my god, that's what I do to my cat all the time." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, I just want to kiss you." Okay, go my back to sleep. My baby. <laughs> yeah, it is very. She has big cat mom energy. She has big yeah. Cat mom. Yeah, yeah. It's like, mm, I love you, love you, love you. Okay, go back to sleep. <laughs> Wait, one more. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I just can't get enough. Yeah, I uh, related very much. Yeah, <laughs> very familiar. <laughs> um, movie connections? Do you have any? What's your favorite Miyazaki movie? Um, I well, mean, because I've seen so few, okay. I mean, I think this one. This one, yeah. <laughs> but, but, oh, man. Um, yeah, I was really struck again, not so much with a movie connection, but with that that Orpheus parallel. Yeah. Um. And yeah, just like other other bits and pieces, like we were saying before, um, Miyazaki tends to talk about serious things using animation and children's very whimsical stories. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't have any any specific connections. Do you? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I was, I just sort of like listed all of the Miyazaki movies that I've seen to sort of evaluate, particularly thinking about like the narrative flow of this and how mm-hmm. this this movie doesn't follow what I f- feel like is a recognizable narrative structure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very all over the place. Like, it is. Even my synopsis was like. Like once you get into any kind of detail, you've just kind of got to mention everything yeah. because it all is interrelated. Yeah, like aside from the very high level outline, it it just gets too complex to mm-hmm. sort through. Um, which is part of the joy of it. Like you kind of don't know where where something's going from one moment to the next, and like right. who can you know count on you know, you Baba having a twin sister that looks like her that's also like a paper bird. Like, you know, like, what what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so had been kind of like, oh, like, are, are these other Miyazaki movies more, like, linear in in their narratives? Um, and, I, and I think so. I feel like Spirited Away is a little bit, like, like probably the most chaotic and strange. Hmm. Um... Although there's a lot of chaos, like I don't know. My favorite one is um, Porco Rosso, oh, which I is seen that one about a fighter pl- pilot who's a pig, and know. also a womanizer, and <laughs> um, also has like it's like a trans mask icon story. Okay, um, love it. Pompoco is also very bizarre, and you see so 
many animal balls, like so <laughs> many balls. It's bonkers. So um, you recommend this? I highly <laughs> recommend it. Rush, run, don't walk um, to watch this. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if there's a larger point in this, but just thinking about about stepping outside of what I understand as sort of recognizable, you know, three-part act narrative structures mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, into a different if different kind of pacing. Yeah. Um, and and sort of like yeah, letting letting go of expectations in favor of the experience. Love that. Uh, it was really great. Um, what did we learn and juiciest bits, juiciest butts? We have a number of butts to choose from. Uh, I mean, that... I think you know my butt choice, but, <laughs> but there's also some other butts that could, could, could be options. I mean, that baby butt is just hanging out there. The baby butt, baby butt is a big old baby butt. Yeah. It's a big old is baby butt. Is it inappropriate if we well, objectify a baby's butt? But this baby is but like... It is a... Big baby. It's, it's and it's not real. <laughs> How dare you? Crucially, it's not a human baby. So. It's a spirit baby. Yes. Yeah, so we can. So we don't know how old this spirit baby is. Yeah. Exactly. So the age of consent is whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's... It's like Kirsten Dunst in uh, Interview with a Vampire, right? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. She's an old underage child. Yes. Indeed. All right. Well, so mine was and obviously Radish Spirit Butt. Yeah. Oh, Radish Spirit Butt is also very great. Very good butt. Yeah, very good butt. Oh, yeah. Yes. Also, we get some good shots of the dad's butt. Yeah, less good butt, though. Less good, but it also isn't naked. That's true. So we can't actually evaluate it against Radish Spirit Butts and Baby Butts. That's correct. Because those are both pure butt. Yeah, just hanging out there. Hanging out there. Yeah in the breeze and dad butt is at least wearing pants so yes thankfully yeah yeah <laughs> so your your final vote is baby butt i think i gotta go with baby butt big mm-hmm. baby butt all right all right yeah but <sighs> i i also learned um that if if you come across a big stink spirit maybe just check for things that you can Dude, <laughs> check for oh, thorns. Oh, this is lessons learned. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> check for thorns. Help help people out if they stay. Because it could and... be a beautiful dragon under there. Yeah. They could, could just be. be victims of pollution. It's true. So Also, don't eat at an abandoned theme park restaurant. Don't eat abandoned No matter how good the food theme smells. Theme park food, yeah. Especially if the food smells good, I would say don't eat it. Yeah. Do not eat it. Because that's suspicious as all get out it is a, the road to disaster my friend it is the road to disaster yeah. you know what this is the other connection with uh Thelma and louise is just like leaving food out there and just being like so trusting that it's fine yeah what is this oh, what is this different times different times different times <sighs> like food nothing will hurt me if i just leave this unattended food <laughs> surely no one has done anything surely this, this is drink. fine yeah it's for me. I am entitled to this. <laughs> you would not besmirch a food. <laughs> oh man. Well, well. Any any final thoughts on on road trip movies? Spirited away. I think roads. I, roads. In general. Well, I think we have uh, we've managed to to really run the gamut 
of road trip <laughs> films. Um, lots of main roads to dirt roads, back to main roads, to no roads. To paths. To, to paths, yeah. to cliffs. To cliffs, um, oof. Yeah, yeah. The real, like, yeah, a real spectrum of experience. We have medieval knights. We've got 80s lesbians. We've got Japanese spirits. Yeah. You know, everything. Just all the things you think of when you think of a road trip movie. (laughs) Truly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And not what I usually think of when I think about road trips, which is just the pervasive smell of feet for like (laughs) nine hours straight. Yeah, if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Feet if you're lucky. (laughs) Farts if you're realistic. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Well, on that note. (laughs) This has been fun. It has been fun. Thank you. Happy to do a Saturday morning chat. It has been lovely. It's so nice. Yeah. Instead of our our usual evening evening talks. Yes. We're we're out of the basement. Oh. (laughs) What's next? We're in the light now. Yeah. The attic? <laughs> oh no, I think that's that that's like going downward again. Yeah, maybe. So to speak. Not not actually. It's no, going actually. It's going up. But, yeah. Yeah. But you I know see what you mean. Attics and basements, similar sort of like psychological territory, right? Yeah. 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 I mean you do sleep in your attic. I do. So <laughs> maybe it's a bit weirder to say that now, but <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Thank you, gentle listener. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) I've been Charlie. I've been Maddie. See ya. Bye.